Hey everyone, it's Alan Schimmel, DevOps.com, Security Boulevard, and we're here for another DevOps chat. In today's DevOps chat, I'm happy to be joined by someone who I've had the pleasure of speaking with several times, but not on a podcast, I believe. And it's Ozzy Cohen, uh, Cohen, or Cohen, depending how you pronounce it. Ozzy is head of U.S. operations and a a co-founder at White Source Security. Ozzy, welcome to DevOps Chat. Hi there. Good morning. Um, How are you doing, my friend? Good. Happy to have you here with us. So, Ozzy. Okay. And by the way, the the name of the company is White Source Software. Okay. I apologize. White Source Software. Uh, Yeah. You know, and that's a good uh, a good bridge, Ozzy. Before we jump into today's topic, which is DevSecOps related, let for those who may not be familiar with with the company, why don't you give us a little background? Sure, perfect. Um, so, uh, Whitehall Software was uh, was initiated by three of us. We are three partners that were actually working in a different company that was acquired, going through an acquisition uh, by CA Technologies. And uh, through this process of due diligence, uh, you know, we found ourselves uh, getting questions about open source that was included or not included in our in our technology. And uh, that was a very cumbersome process, you know, took a lot of time and effort. So not surprisingly, after, you know, the three of us, you know, um, been acquired and spent some time at the, at the acquiring company, we realized, hey, there must be a better way to do all these things. And a few years later, we started the White Source. The idea was uh, to allow companies that develop intellectual property using open source. And remember, we're talking about the 2011, 2012. Open source was well-known, uh, you know, phenomena or the use of open source, but still not very well adopted by the large enterprises. So the, the promise was to help, uh, you know, software houses or companies that uh, develop open, so develop their own intellectual property using open source, um, you know, to have a better management and control of the inventory, um, you know, the legal aspect or the compliance side, and, and later on in security. So we started a company in Israel. Um, we got some grants from the Israeli government. Uh, we developed the solution, and obviously we started to focus on companies um, you know, at, at uh, you know, startups and technology companies, and uh, we were doing uh, very well for for quite a long time. Uh, I think that the big change came something like 18 months ago, maybe 24 months, when we started to feel um, a growing demand from large enterprises, banks, and 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 you know, technology companies, you know, consultants, large firms, you know, health check, health um, um, health companies. So. Um, all those, you know, started to use open source and started to look also for a solution. And that's when we realized, hey, you know, there's a bigger opportunity here. Uh, we went out, raised, a, you know, um, a lot of money from VCs, including from Microsoft, etc. Started the U.S. operation. And fast forward today, we have a very large office here, more than 30 people in uh, in North America. I run the, the U.S. operation. We are growing 300% year over year. Um, almost, uh, you know, more than 500 clients from, you know, multi-billion companies to small ones. And, uh, and as it looks right now, the demand is not going to, to drop. Fantastic. You know, as, as they, as they say here in America, mazel tov. 
this is an American <laughs> really success story, right? And, and congratulations right. to you and the team. Um, but Ozzy, you know, sometimes, and I, like you, I've been in business 30 years. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than smart. It's good to be both. But you really, you know, white source software and, and your team is, has been a little bit of a, a benefactor of being in the right place at the right time. We, we live in an age where so much of our, well, everything is software and applications, but so much of our applications are built on open source components primarily, right? A majority. Of Absolutely. There is, there, is a, there is a Gartner report that states that something like uh, 40 to 60% of the uh, new web applications consist, uh, is consisted of open source, and this is just going to grow, right? So it's not going to stop there. Um, and we definitely see that by our biggest clients. We see them starting when they have something like 20% of their code being open source, very quickly reaching to 30, 40, and, and, and more, right? So this is not something that is going to happen. And I think that there is a very uh, good reason for that. You know, if you, if you look at the, at large ITs today, banks, etc., uh, you know, the CIOs are being asked to create more and more innovation. Someone wrote an article about it, something like uh, they are required to generate something like 25% of new uh, ideas or new application, or if you want new lines of code, innovative line of code year over year. But they don't get 25% more people to do that, right? They just get 2-3%. So reuse instead of build is, is the most obvious solution, and that's why you know we're not going to see that, that, that percentage dropping, but uh, going higher and higher. Oh, and but it makes good sense, right? So much, so you know, when, when you look at the average application, so much of it is rinse and repeat, right? Sending right. Off an email, firing off an email, a registration, opening a window, do, you know, so many of the, the, there's no sense reinventing the wheel of these things. Oh, absolutely. You know, we look, there's so much JavaScript reused. There's so many Java components reused. There's so much sure. of these open source reused. And like you say, it's only going to be more and more as these libraries and repositories get bigger. But that, that begs the question, Ozzy, of it doesn't make us more secure necessarily. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, some may argue it makes us less secure. What's your position? Well, that's it's a great question, you know. And obviously, when when you have one component being used by millions, it just you know it just an you know an opportunity for attacker to find a way to hack it, crack it, and now they have thousands of, of, of companies that may be vulnerable to this one, right? And and for them, an open door to get into those accounts. So, um, so what we actually see is that um, you know. With with the with the fact that more and more open source is being used, uh, you know, on one hand we have attackers trying to explode those open source components, and we have seen some some cases in the past, right? And um, at the same time, the community uh, tries to uh, you know to find more vulnerabilities and fix them as fast as possible. But uh, if you look at the DevOps guys, this creates a huge problem because think about it. On one hand, they use more and more open source. On the other hand, you know, the community, which is very active 
is finding more and more vulnerabilities uh, in those open source and, and provide fixes, right? So now the DevOps guys have more stuff to deal with, more, you know, a larger inventory to track and check and, and validate. And, but on the other hand, we know that the attackers that know that these guys will patch those uh, vulnerabilities very quickly try to hit them faster and faster. So DevSecOps or DevOps guy have more stuff to do in less time. So the, the only solution is by automation, right? Yes. Uh, the only solution is by some kind of tool that will let them know what's good, what's bad, and, and provide alerts when something you know bad is happening or when new vulnerability that hit that is uh, that, that uh, you know they are exposed to in their inventory uh, is, is suddenly found. Yep, absolutely. And 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 you know what, Ozzy, this is what you just described. Yes, it's a hundred percent. Dead on for DevSecOps, but it also describes so much of what we are seeing in, in software development in general. If, if the machine, if the factory is going to run at this, at the optimum speed, we must automate so much of this, right? Because you, otherwise it just can't keep up. And, and security is, is certainly no exception. No exception. Absolutely. And, and another thing here is that you have to detect or try to stop bad things from coming in at the gate and not later, yeah. right? Because every step later, so it's automation, but also automation at the front of what's called shift left, right? As early as possible in the development cycle. And then at White Source, we, we do exactly that. Yep. So this begs the question now. Sounds wonderful. Let's all do it. Why isn't, why aren't we more secure? Why aren't more people doing it? Is it really that easy? Um, I think it's mostly a matter of awareness and perception as well. So, um, for firstly, when I meet with CIOs, CISOs, um, you know, they don't, in, in many cases, they don't understand what level of adoption of that they have in their uh, of open source they have in their environment. Their perception is that in many cases that they use only 10% or 15% of the code um, is open source. Uh, the reality is it's higher. So perception of the problem is is one thing, and, and top managers in many places don't understand that the that the amount of open source being used right now is is, is larger than what they have. The, the other thing is that um, you know the perception is that standard tools like uh, application security testing tools from, from IBM or from checkmarks and from, uh, you know, from other vendors, right, are, are solving the problem. You know, since they scan the proprietary code, they most likely scan the, the open source as well. Um, th that's not true. That's not yeah. the case. So, um, and, and the last thing is that, um, you know, once more awareness or if you want education, um, the assumption by most managed, both most managers is that you know um, open source behaves like the proprietary code, right? Uh, you, you use a scanner, you test the open source, you find vulnerabilities. Somehow you either fix them or not, and that's it. It's a one-off. What they miss is that uh, open source is a living thing. You know, uh, you may have a, a clear open source component that are using now, which is fine, but a month later, there could be a vulnerability in it, right? You have to be able to track it later on. It's not a one-off test and, and gone. A good example is Apache Struth number two, right? 
uh, a year a year ago, the, you know, the whole world was astonished by this Equifax thing that was created by an attack to Apache's troops. Everyone most likely fixed it by today. And guess what? Three days ago, a week ago, a new vulnerability in Apache's truth now, too, which is the fix, was discovered. And that's not going to be the last one, right? So open source is, is a living thing. Vulnerabilities are coming and going, and you have to keep track. So, uh, you know, so I believe that top managers, CIOs, sometimes CISOs, are not aware of those facts that, uh, uh, that you know, they have more open source, right, that the, the current tools does not solve it. And finally, that they need a tool that is designed to track, you know, changes in the security of their open source inventory along the time. Exactly. I mean, you, you know, you talk about struts, too, which is sort of the poster child here because of all the press and notoriety that Equifax got. And, you know, I saw a presentation by uh, I forgot what company it was, but. What really surprised me, Ozzy, is even after we knew that structure <laughs> was bad and you had to you had to patch it, you had to upgrade it, the amount of people who were still downloading and using the old version, it dropped off from maybe eighty thousand a month to seventy thousand a month. Right? I, I, I awareness, right? And and by the way, these numbers are changing. So, you, you know, you may not know, but we just released, uh, you know, a tool called Vulnerability Checker. It mm -hmm. can be downloaded from our website, whitesofsoftware.com. And basically, it will check. Uh, it will do an automatic check to check for clients or people that are interested whether their systems are infected by uh, Apache Truth 2, right? So for those that are aware and would like to know whether they have some issues with that right now, they can download it free and, and check very quickly their system and find whether they, uh, you know, are affected uh, or not. Yeah. I mean, and, and But this is also the future of of where companies need to be. They they need to do this, and then they need, you know, Ozzy, I remember I was selling vulnerability management and patching, oh, maybe okay. 2005. I was talking to one of the CIOs. They had three CIOs at Citibank. This is before it was called City. It was Citibank. They had three global CIOs. I showed them a system that would scan for vulnerabilities. And if there was a known patch for the vulnerability, it integrated with a patch manager that would automatically, you know, that would patch these up. Sure. And he said, this is great. But, Alan, we we don't just install a patch because we found a vulnerability. Before we can install a patch, we have to do regression testing on all of the applications. We run about three months behind. <laughs> so, it, it literally, there was a three-month cycle by the time they would patch a, vul a known vulnerability that they found. And, you know, I'm not saying it's that bad today, but that sort of mentality, that approach just doesn't work at the speed of business today. Uh, you, you're 100% right. And and I bet that the city today have uh, 100 times more uh, vulnerabilities per application that they used to have at those days. But, you know, and, and, but this is an, an, an important point because we, we face that if any of our large clients, and actually we just came up with a very, very smart solution uh, for that. So we know, as you mentioned, that it takes them a long time to patch, right? And we know that, you know, they have thousands of vulnerabilities sometimes, and they need to know where to put their time, right? Uh, especially if it takes longer time. So we came up with a tool called Effective Usage Analysis. And, and the idea is very simple. You know, when a developer picks up a, 
you know, an open, new open source component, this component usually comes with 10 or 15 different functions. Each one of them may have some vulnerabilities, etc. So this entire package could come with, uh, let's say, 10 different vulnerabilities. But, but, but the developers will use only one or two functions, and therefore he'll be exposed only to two or three out of those 10 vulnerabilities. So effective usage analysis is a new module that we release. It runs over the code and identify how the developers use the open source and therefore clean out all the non-relevant ones. So for this kind of for these cities of the world that have thousands of vulnerabilities, effective usage analysis will drop the number of relevant uh, vulnerabilities by 70%. Seven zero. These are the statistics, and now they will have only the most severe thirty percent, where they can can and should spend those uh, three months in order to fix them. Um, you know, uh, uh, on, on the road to get a, a better security solution. It, it's huge. This difference is huge. Uh, we get a lot of good feedback from clients um, that are testing that, and, and it really helps them. Uh, you know, to uh, you know to to make sure that every hour that they spend is much more effective. Excellent. And did, did this they could also get a white source software? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a new model that we just released. Eff effective usage analysis. EUA. Usage analysis. EUA. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Well, Ozzy, as I mentioned to you before we started recording, the 15 minutes here goes very fast. We're, <laughs> we're already over 15 minutes. We could probably talk all day about this, but we're going to have to call an end to this episode of DevOps Chat. But maybe we'll have you back on soon and we can continue the conversation. Sure. Thank, thank you. It's always a pleasure talking to you, Ellen. So it's, I'm no, looking forward to it. It's my pleasure, Ozzy. I feel like, you know, we can sit and talk and. <laughs> you know, all day about this, but we'll call it a wrap. Uh, Ozzy Cohen, uh, uh, co-founder, ch chief of U.S. operations for White Source Software. Thanks for being our guest on this episode of DevOps Chat. Thank you for the opportunity, Alan. Always pleasure. pleasure. This is Alan Bye. Schemmel for DevOps.com Security Boulevard. You've just listened to another DevOps Chat. <laughs>